Good morning, you two. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. We're great. How are you? Fantastic. Before we even get started, I want to thank you for this book, My Travels with Mrs. Kennedy. And the reason why is because with each passing election, even midterms, we lose a little bit more history, a little bit more history, a little bit more history. And a book like this really needs to be out front. Well, thank you. We yeah, appreciate thank that. You. Pretty... I agree with you, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we, we can't forget. And, and I mean, because just, just in the past 50 to 70 years, I mean, we have, we have lived through so much, but it seems like everybody want, is focused forward, but you got to remember where we came from. Well, that's true. And if you don't remember the past, you're not going to be very successful in the future. So true. And, and the thing about it is, is, is that you give us a human side of Mrs. Kennedy. I mean, I, I love the fact that, that, that you, you, you found all of this stuff and you said, you know what, it, this isn't for me. It's, it's for everybody else. Well, yeah. That's, that's true, yeah. Well, he didn't originally think it should even be kept. That no, was the sad part of it. Really? <laughs> well, he didn't know what to keep, I should say. He didn't know what to keep and what. Well, you can't the... keep everything. No. But we tried to pick out the nuggets. And and, and the best how did you go through your self-editing process? Because I'm a writer, and, and the thing is, is that, I mean, it's, it's like musicians. We keep everything. We keep guitar riffs. We keep lyrics. We keep everything. Well, I mean, she's the one that really made the decision what to keep and what to throw. Because I know I had uh, one manila envelope full of papers that were nothing more than clippings from various things and i was gonna put that in the trash and oh no you know <laughs> yeah it was it was hard and you know we're still kind of sorting through everything we have to catalog it i think um because it's a great collection what do you do with it and, and, and the reason why i'm asking that is because with my own personal family they're all saying i don't know what to do with this stuff with mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and those that came before them because everybody's going do you want any of it all of a sudden it becomes separated and it goes in every direction how are you going to keep it together that's a problem I <laughs> well we have we have it all together um you know, I think this book, what it did was we were able to sort of um, compartmentalize things into the various trips that he went on. So that was helpful to just have a category. And when he would he would start telling me these stories. So I would write down the stories and then see what memorabilia we had to go with it. And the book kind of wrote itself that way. Now, Lisa, did you have to become the journalist in a moment like this and say, okay, I, I love you, Clint, but but I got, I, I got to put on my journalist cap right now? I think my journalist cap is always on with him. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> he never knows when I'm going to snap a photo or something. But, um, uh, you know, especially when we found this trunk. So we I stumbled upon this trunk in the garage of his house in Alexandria, Virginia, and on the trunk, it said Clinton Hill, the White House, Washington, D.C. Mm. And I asked him what was in it. And he said, I don't know. I haven't opened it in 50 years. <laughs> so that is so it was just became like this wonderful treasure hunt of finding things and then asking him well, what was this? And of course he remembered everything. I love moments like this. I mean, there should be a story written about just this moment in, in the way that, you know, that, that the two of you have made this discovery and, oh my God, I'm just, because I'm a writer and I understand where you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's important to, uh, to remember that kind of thing, but there was just so much stuff 
that I call junk, <laughs> uh, that I had no, I just would throw it in that trunk and then close the lid and forget it was even there. You know, Zippo lighters with the presidential seal on them. Nice. I don't think they give those out anymore. <laughs> nice. Now, now, Clint, we always hear of the Secret Service that surrounds the President of the United States, but rarely do we ever get to see this side of the presidency. You know, uh, the, the First Lady, where, where, and, and, and going through life after different events that take place. Well, she was really the first one that was so active and did so many things, such a vast uh, variety of things that uh, she was the first one that really uh, people would have paid attention to in that regard. Because uh, prior to her, Mickey Eisenhower, for example, she did very little other than, and she wouldn't fly. She didn't want to fly mm. go by train when she went someplace. The only place she usually went was Denver from Washington to Denver and back, and I was to see her mother. Um, Bess Truman, she was more of a homebody. She just stayed around, did whatever was available to do for Harry. So you got lucky. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate she, that she turned. See, I, our relationship started out very cold. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't want to be there. She didn't want anybody looking over her shoulder 24 hours a day. But as we... We re both realized we ha didn't have a choice in the matter. And uh, as time went by and we got more confidence in it, or we trusted each other more, it just everything fell into place and it was just a wonderful experience. Now, Lisa, in doing this project and locating the photos and the stories and stuff like that, did you have to go through special national clearance in any like, hey, we have to make sure that you, you're not going to release anything that that could be, you know, a, a, of secrecy or anything like that? Um, not really of secrecy. I mean, Clint kind of knows, you know, being a Secret Service agent, he knows what uh, you can release and what you can't. Um, there were some things and we had to get clearance for a lot of the photographs we had to pay for permissions, you know, from Getty images or AP images, things like that. Um, but also, um, there were some items um, that uh, we had to run through um, Caroline Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And we had wanted to publish some some photos of this sketchbook that we found that were Jackie Kennedy's sketches and um, Caroline Kennedy actually denied us. Um, and the reason is because in Jacqueline Kennedy's will, she specifically stated that she didn't want any of her um, creations, creations to be published. Mm. See, that's a side that I didn't know. And that's why a book like this is so important to history. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that needs to be inside a university library to where people can go in there with their yellow highlighters and, and start marking down what they can, you know, bring into their own personal lives as leaders. But it's also a coffee table book. Yes, it is. I think yes, I it think is. it should be on everyone's coffee table. Yeah, because the, the pictures, you know, it, it's so funny. And you're going to think I'm a freak here. You know, so many pictures are black and white. And the thing is, is that in my mind and heart, it must have been a black and white world. But Clint, you were there. It was not a black and white world. No, it wasn't. It was very colorful <laughs> uh, and very interesting. But uh, uh, it was it was fun to be there at the same time, very uh challenging uh because she was so spur of the moment type person that you never knew for sure uh, what was going to happen the next 10 minutes and uh 
that made it even more interesting. And some of the photos I in the book that I love, you know, that we found were um, moments of just, you know, Jacqueline Kennedy being a mother, yeah. sitting in Ravello, Italy on vacation, uh, having spaghetti with her daughter, Caroline, or, you know, teaching her daughter how to uh, ride a pony. And there's so many photos in this book that have never been seen before. And that was, you know, really fun to go through all of those. See, and, and that's the humanism that I was talking about. It's, it's, it's like we all have had these pictures and, uh, you know, given to us throughout history and stuff like that of the prim and the proper and, and you know, the, the beautiful life of the Kennedys and everything like that. But you're right. This one right here really gives us the opportunity to say, wow, she could be my neighbor. Well, that's true. She was, you know, she was that down to earth that uh, she could have been your neighbor. Uh, if you live next to the White House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had the right address. Yeah, if you had the right address. Is, but, uh, is there a side of your creative personality? I mean, anytime you go to Facebook or you go on any, any website anymore, they, they, they have these different uh, apps and stuff that put motion into just basically regular pictures. I just want to see these pictures with motion. I mean, Clint, I'm so jealous of you that you got to see her in motion. Yeah, I think most people are jealous of me for that purpose, <laughs> that reason. There are um, videos on the JFK Library website um, they've done a great job of digitizing a lot of um, videos from that time. There's still a lot that's closed that they don't allow you to see. But um, if you go on there, you can see some of those. And um, and that really helped us actually in writing the book or helped me to see some of these videos that were available um, as Clint would tell me the stories alongside the still photographs. If you... It, I'm sorry. There's one, there's one that really depicts what kind of a family they were uh, the last, pretty much the last weekend at, at Wexford for, for the entire family with guests and uh, it's in color. And that really shows uh, the playful side of that, of President and Mrs. Kennedy and uh, what a wonderful life they had. If you were to go back and turn this into a soundtrack, you know, like a movie soundtrack. What what would be some of the songs that you would feature in this soundtrack? Because it's it's such an amazing time in history. But when we think of the 1960s and stuff, we always think of the you know the the latter part of the of the 60s or the summer of love and stuff. But there's something else about this book that brings up other songs. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm kind of hot. the song titles. I'm just at a loss, kind of just. That's a question we've never been asked uh, before, but it's a great question. Um, and Clint knows the lyrics to every song. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Don't challenge me. Any song that comes on the radio that between certain uh, time frames, but uh, you know, definitely Frank Sinatra songs. Mm. Um, definitely of that era, right, Clint? Oh yeah, no. But there were others too. I mean, they had that was back in the days of the what? Uh, what do you call those? Big bands? Well, the big bands, but also the big records, the... 78s? Not the 45s, the one before, 78s, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I used to have a turntable that would play 78s. Oh, my God. There's a memory buster right there. <laughs> and they had a stack of records, and at one point, they were getting rid of some of them, and she gave me a bunch. I, like a fool, later on, years later, destroyed them, so... Mm. That would have been historical because some of them had little notations on their covers. 
Jackie Kennedy gave him a stack of radio albums and he got rid of them. So <laughs> oh this is God. the kind of thing I'm dealing with my here. Hands up. <laughs> I'm now, guilty. Now, now, Clint, I'm a third degree black belt. I can't walk into any room without making sure that I watch anything and everything that is moving. How have you tamed down your life? Because you have to be a better watcher than me. I haven't tamed it down. <laughs> I like uh, people always say, you know, I go places and I always want to stay with my back to the wall. Yep. Or uh, if I'm on an airplane, uh, Lisa can't understand why I'm not when we're waiting when people are boarding. Why I don't sit there and read instead of sit there <laughs> and look at the people coming on board. Uh, I just, you know, I have that trait that I want to know what's going on around me. And he doesn't trust anybody. Right. No, I'm totally with you on that. Everything to me is in circles. I mean, it's like I, I can see people 25, 30 feet from me, and it's like my mind is trying to predict where their next step is going to be. I just, I, I cannot take my eye off the game. Yeah, well, that's the same with me. I'm I'm always up. And... Uh... I feel very safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mentally examining everything I see. and It's... it's... I don't know. I guess it's not common, so one of many. Mm -hmm. It's a good trait to have as a Secret Service agent. So true. Yeah, it <laughs> so is. True. It is. Well, congratulations yeah, on my travels with Mrs. Kennedy. You guys have got to come back to this show anytime in the future because you are a wealth of knowledge, and we can't lose what you've experienced. Thanks. So happy to come back anytime. Can you make it a little later? Oh, I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> We're in I'm, California. <laughs> oh, oh my God, the two of you! Oh my, it's six fourteen a.m. where you guys are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm up at five fifteen. Oh my God! Well, you guys be brilliant today, okay? Thank okay. you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.